Yeah, it's your boy Ray Ray on the mic. Let's go. DEI, diversity, equity, inclusion is uh, a norm. It should have been a norm and it's continuing to be a norm and it's going to be a norm if we put in the work necessary to have it as a part of our organization, part of our leadership, part of our practices. And so rather than just talk about it, well, we're going to talk about it on the podcast, but how do we do it and how do we take action in doing it along the way? Mic check, mic check. Welcome to On the Mic with Ray White, where we share life lessons, encourage self-reflection, and equip you to take action. My name is Ray White, and I am juiced that you're taking time to listen to this episode today. And we are continuing on to our series talking about claiming DEI, claiming diversity, equity, inclusion in 2023. Because I want to make sure that we are walking the talk and encouraging all of us as leaders of organizations, of communities, of teams to implement and fully ex- make a fully effective DEI uh, strategies and initiatives happen to help transform our communities and where every identity belongs and thrives. And this is exciting as we talk about the five different ways we can claim DEI this year. I will drop the link in the show notes for the introductory episode of this series. But the first one is claim, then we need to learn, then we need to assess, and we need to infuse, and lastly, we need to measure diversity and inclusion efforts within our organizations. And so on this episode, we're going to talk about what, the, what does it mean to communicate DEI effectively so that our initiatives and our statements are not just on the wall or in a strategic document somewhere, but actually are lived out in our teams in our day-to-day. Now, when we think about communicating, we think about communication is in many forms. It can come through our body language. uh, Most particularly comes through the words that we say. Uh, It comes through even just the things that we write. But it's important that we are intentional with articulating what diversity, equity, inclusion means to us, to me, (laughs) to you, and why it's important that we actually take the steps necessary to develop that within our organizations. We have experienced quite a bit of trauma uh, all our lives, but especially since the beginning of the pandemic with a lot of racial unjust, a lot of discrimination coming to the forefront and being uh, on display in all of our organization institutions that really truly communicated that our identities did not matter, that we had uh, from Black Lives Matter to Me to to these social movements that are catalyzed by events that were targeting marginalized identities and these marginalized identities historically marginalized stories get excluded continuing to be to continue to feel like they do not have a place within this world and this why why uh, a lot of that's why there's been a lot of a rise in the diversity, equity, inclusion space of not only us talking about why and how we can implement DEI, but also positions that are more dedicated and focused on implementing that as a part of our lens and framework and the rise of books, the rise of conversations and, and, and everything to re to transform our environment in a way that does 
embody this sense of belonging, representation, equity, justice that we all desire to have because every identity has every person deserves dignity and worth and has dignity and worth in this world. And we want that to be a part of our day to day and our workplaces that we work as well. So with you as an organizational leader, having the skill sets to communicate the importance of DEI is truly valuable because what that shows is that you care. <laughs> it shows that you see individuals and see the humanity of the others and have at least a sense of the context, contextualized journey that we've all been a part of with our identities um, and the systemic ways that we have seen either benefits or detriments because of that. When we communicate that, we show to other people that we're serious about this, that we see them, that we care about them, and we want them to succeed in this space. And on the flip side of that, when we don't communicate well, when we are in, when we have the lack of ability to articulate diversity, equity, and inclusion, what that really shows is a lack of humility. It, it creates a space where people don't feel psychologically safe to be their fully authentic selves. And we've gone through centuries of that, right? Like of uh, places not centering identities that are the most marginalized and having the those identities feel like they cannot be their full selves or if, they're, if they do, there's repercussions and reprimands because of that. Um, and how does somebody thrive in that kind of workspace? How does somebody really truly be their full selves or just get to see themselves or to advance because they are constantly feeling afraid and scared to be who they are um, and get to watch other people uh, have their identity centered and be their full selves and be and have that as the common narrative when it comes to who has worth and value in this space. I think that's why the the Black Lives Matter movement was one of the pretty big catalyst movement within our generation is because it worked to truly embody that civil rights era of the 1960s um, of having the the law, the, our, our institutions have see uh, Black and Indigenous identities to see Black and Indigenous identities in our spaces and be able to have equality in this space. Um, in the way that we vote, the way that we receive funding. So what Black Lives Matter really truly brought into this world was that sense of we there's so much more that needs to be done in our organizations and in this world in order for our identities to truly fully be accepted and in every space. And we don't have to and we should not have to center just white male heteronormative identities in everything that we do. But how do we contextualize and think about um, black lives, indigenous lives, and, you know, Asian lives, continuing to center other identities that are around us and making sure that they have a voice at the table, but also ownership and representation to support um, their initiatives as well. And when my experience in life is just more important and valid, just as invalid and important as yours um, and creating a space for that. So when we communicate diversity, equity, inclusion in these workspaces, we have to think about it in the, in these three different ways. What are we communicating? How, why are we communicating it and how we are communicating it? What we are communicating is truly important because that goes to the clarity of what diversity, equity, inclusion means to you, to me, to the people around us. And oftentimes this is seen as just a statement or some sort of equal opportunity uh, policy that's created. But even more so, we got to go dive deeper into uh, seeing it as 
a part of our behavioral and identity. So we are communicating and not just through a policy and words, but we're also communicating through our relationships and how we engage with one another. Being mindful that, that, that it has to be embodied as a part of our day to day, not just something that we check the box when it comes to a, when it comes to a leadership performance evaluation. And we need to get clear and specific with what we are wanting to communicate in a way when it comes to our initiatives. So what are we communicating when we are talking about the dress code policy? What are we communicating when we talk about uh, flexible workspaces? What do we communicate when we talk about volunteerism or our hiring practices? Looking into every one of those things and seeing, is this communicating a message that we truly value the uh, most historically marginalized identity in our world or the most vulnerable identity in our spaces? And what would what do I need to say or what do I need to do in order for that communication to come fully into view for those to know that we are serious about diversity inclusion in our spaces? So our communication, what we say, how we say is truly important, and we have to continue to audit how what we're saying on a regular basis to mirror the statements that we were are, are, that we've stated when it comes to um, mirroring our commitment to DEI within this space. So the why, I know I, at the top of this, I kind of articulated why we're why communicating DEI is truly important, but we have to be prepared of articulating why DEI is a value for us in our organization, and a lot of that is dealt dealt with this who we are centering in our spaces and how do we change the space to recenter identities who have not experienced that level of uh, support or focus or psychological safety before. Um, our society is built for the white heterosexual man and a lot and everything that's been created has that built in intention in mind and whenever there is a new identity presented into that space it um, we often have to provide a identifier to make sure we know, hey, we're talking about these folks, right? But whenever we share, uh, talk about descriptions or movies or talk about people um, in, in our workspaces, oftentimes the default is hetero white man. And that is not to say that like it's wrong to be a hetero white man. What it is to say is there are other identities in this world that we need to recenter as well. And for those people stepping into the spaces that do not identify or have that social identity, um, not have to feel less than or have to qualify themselves to be in that space. Um, unless they want to, right? <laughs> like if I if I choose to step into the space and say, yes, I am a black, I, I, I know I'm a black man, a uh, black heterosexual man. I know that. Um, and I can leverage that qualifier within that particular space. But I don't want to always have to have that as my only sole identity when I step into the space. And I always and I don't want to have that be just like the stereotypical thing that is um, that that levels of, of my identity become a stereotype or a tokenism in order for a, a quote unquote diversity initiative need to be be implemented. So we are why DE&I is truly important is that we are re combating status quo, reshaping our spaces to center those identities that have not been centered in the past. 
and that will require some of us to step up or create avenues and access for people to step up, to be centered, uh, a challenging of the way we think and the way we act so that those identities can be centered and the ability to create more room at the table uh, and, and, and for opportunities for that voice to be centered and not have such a power dynamic, assessing the power dynamics so that it doesn't fully tilt to one side or the other, but it has somewhat of a level balance or an intention, intentional to help advance equity because of the historical implications, historical exclusion actions that have occurred in our society. So that's why, so as we're communicating DE and I, we need to be mindful of the why that we're doing it, which will lead to the next episode where we talk about how, what are we learning to enforce, reinforce what we're communicating and how we're doing things. The last part of this, so as we talked about what we're doing, what are we communicating and why are we communicating it, but how we communicate it is also is just as valid and important within the Venn diagram of communicating the ENI. So when we are talking about why, how we're communicating it, that's the intentional step of having it show through our actions and through the work that we do. So the formal aspect of this will be looking at our policies and practices, looking at strategic plans, looking at the way that we structure our meetings or the way that we even just verbally articulate in our meetings. Um, we're looking at what goes out into the world and is it accessible for multiple social identities? Those are the formal ways that we can take steps to communicate DEI as a part of our work. But then the informal ways is truly just a relationship building that we have with other people being as we learn and understand and grow in our social consciousness of um, the identities that represent our world and, and especially in our communities, we're able to practice some cultural humility to then step into and build curiosity with the people that we are with, trying to doing our best to reserve judgment, reserve bias, and doing our best to ask uh, questions that are geared towards understanding the experience of the others around us, uh, but not in a way that is that is asking people to tell their, their life story, but just to be like, hey, like, I recognize that this event has occurred. I recognize that there is a celebration that happened. I recognize that there's a tradition that I do not know. And I would love for that tradition to be, I love for you that to be as a part of our culture as well, a part of our organization as well, and just acknowledge that this is present in our space. Um, and create, we build relationship through that. That goes a long way in creating some psychological safety and building some trust and camaraderie when you are intentionally stepping out of your own worldview and get entering into other people's worldview uh, through your own actions and through your own uh, research and understanding. But more importantly, acknowledging the fact that there is another worldview out there and you're building relationships with that to uh, in incorporate that, include that within the spaces that you're leading. So all of this is a part of the framework and lens for us to communicate the ENI into our workspaces. We have to understand what we're communicating. We have to define and be clear about why this is important to me, but more important to the people who have not experienced this level of support in the past institutionally. And then we need to look into everything that we do from a critical lens, from an equity lens to articulate how to ensure that what we are articulating from a statement perspective is mirroring what we are wanting to accomplish um, through the actives, through the actions that we have. So as you're listening to this and you're thinking like, man, I'm excited to increase and integrate DEI as a part of my organizational practices. And I may be struggling on how it can look 
in my communication plans or in our strategies or even just in our team meetings and having those dialogues. I have a link in the show notes that, that leads to inquiry form then for us to have a conversation to understand what specific ways can I support you in your diversity, equity, inclusion journey as a leader in the institutions. And I would love to just be a thought partner with you in that space. And we could just have a conversation to understand what that looks like. So you can click the link in the show notes uh, to receive that inquiry form. And we can schedule a call to talk about what that exactly looks like and how and what would be beneficial for you and your organization to push forward on this journey. Because I want to see you win. I want all of us to be able to have the tools necessary to create inclusive communities where every identity belongs and thrives. Because culture change starts with you. You claim DE&I by communicating effectively within your workspaces and tune in to the next episode as we talk about what does it look like to learn the next letter in this space? How do we learn effectively and continuously so we can integrate DE&I as a part of our leadership? Continue to share your story with others and I'll talk to y'all soon. Peace. <laughs>